0: Welcome All right. to the cool. ain't shit show. I'm so excited. I'm back in the saddle. Uh, we've, it's been a hiatus mostly just because like no one can, no one has time to record. But like it's an especially important day because I got the homies back. I got, I got the homie Kennedy. I got the homie Grav, which I haven't seen either of you in forever, and it's been so long. And I'm so ages. excited about yeah. this. Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah, yeah. these are every episode. Everyone who's like there's we have three camps growing in the in like the ancient show has gone a very strange direction recently i've been doing a lot of like heavy brain episodes where we get like big brain guys like the last guy that we had on here was like a physicist and the guy before that was like a he writes about he writes books he's an actual real deal published author so it's kind of crazy to have like such a wild swing from that to like Two of the the in the best way I say this in the best way possible, but two of the geekiest nerdiest people that I know right? like, <laughs> to talk about just complete bullshit is awesome because I this is what I wanted this is all I really want. It,
1: the, I want. Well, get prepared because you're gonna, homie. We're talking about GamerGate. You want to talk GamerGate? I'll... Kennedy was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some research and compile some documents." I don't need to do research. <laughs> I lived were... it! I lived it! I can tell you exactly what was going on during that time. I
2: Oh I it was I, mean, wild. I lived it too. I mean you you know about the Garfield server. You're in there. And the origins oh, yes. the oh, origins yes. of the Garfield server even are partially in Gamergate.
0: I okay, so The Kingdom of Loaded? I my my theory, right? So like I didn't come from. It's weird. I came from an earlier part of Gamergate. Before Gamergate existed, there was something called like Skepticism YouTube, which was what I was part of. Right? I wasn't part of it. Like I wasn't making videos ooh, on YouTube.
1: Ooh, Michael Jackson, Illuminati.
0: No, no, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I, was, I watched some videos of that. I wish that. I wish that was what Skepticism YouTube was. But it was always stuff like. And here's what I mean by like I was part of it. I was part of like this community on you on like not on YouTube. It was like a forum called Rotten Eggs. And
1: I know exactly what you're talking kay. about, yeah.
0: All Rotten Eggs was was like it was like if you it was like a terrorist machine. <laughs> it was a it was a literal forum that built you how to like it showed you how to become <laughs> a terrorist like step by step. Yeah instructions on how yeah. to become a terrorist right like yeah. it would show you like oh if you want to build a you can you can just build a like an underground bunker in your backyard here's how you pour the concrete for that and then like oh and by the way yeah. if you want to you can put this kind of stuff in concrete and it'll never set and you could just completely destroy any kind of construction right like all kinds of, like all kinds of like just factoids that you would need like, to put
1: know like baking powder or something like that bacon soda the, my favorite one i remember that yeah one. my
0: favorite one ever was the oil like the water uh emulsified water sludge like with oil and you put that you you put it in like landscaping for gardens and shit for like big expensive companies and it doesn't kill the plants but any new thing that they they try to grow it won't grow it'll literally like it'll literally die and it'll and it'll take such a long time for them by the time that like they figured out what's wrong like that it's emulsified oil all over in the all in the soil topsoil it'll literally just kill everything and there's nothing like there you just got to start over and you can't like if you till it and try and like start over you'll just make it dig it deeper it make it's salt earth so you were like
1: you were like in how to do color revolutions <laughs> like no i was, <laughs> I was part I was, of the internet i was
0: deep on that stuff because like you know like growing up my and i know this is gonna sound crazy like when i was in middle school and high school my the the people that i looked up to were like like subcomandante Marcos people that were like just out here killing people doing insane shit. Right. Like not just killing people, but like just revolutionaries. And I didn't care if they were like on the good side or the bad side, which at the, at this point doesn't even matter whose side anyone is on, but I was just like into it. And I was like, yeah, I just want to, what if I did that here? Right. (laughs) Like, like a crazy person. I thought for sure that if I like learned how to, and I, you know what? I have a lot of working knowledge on like improvised explosives, which is insane like way too much i think, right? i can't i wouldn't do anything with it but i have i have like a lot of knowledge about all this stuff that i just can't do anything with right like uh but yeah, information so, like that is useless yeah it's, it always, it's always really used, funny right. with that
2: stuff it's like it, it's really fascinating when you're learning it um uh like uh i i read all this stuff like when i was a teenager because I, I, I was kind of probably a similar teen. We probably would have gotten along even. But uh, yeah. <laughs> cause I, was, I was kind of a similar teenager at, at certain times. And uh, I read all this stuff when I was a teenager about like how to steal electricity. Like all this like squatting type stuff especially, you know? Same. like um, And stuff like that. And it's like that information is useless. You know, it's so fascinating when you're reading it. Like, oh, you could like climb a power pole and then you like you hook straight up to the thing and you do all this stuff and you got to be really careful because you'll die and all that stuff and whatever and uh for the record no one should ever do any of this ever yeah absolutely not i'm not even saying i'm not even saying that there's that
1: in like a a parody non-actionable type way no 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 no, 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 no,
2: no. i that's what i was about to say like some stuff i'll be like oh go do it in minecraft stuff like that don't steal power
0: from a from a pole okay you'll kill yourself like like,
2: actually don't do that
0: (laughs) my favorite my favorite thing that used to happen to me all the time and i i would learn about it
1: when you learn about dc yeah dc current for the first
0: no my so like one of the things that i did so like i i moved into like a that when i used to like where i live used to be like a big abandoned mall in the middle of town right and like that mall got closed off and it got sectioned off section by section and then there used to be like this Chinese restaurant and above the Chinese restaurant was all these office buildings and it was like a little two story shitty small spot one day while I was like doing my little urban explorer thing i am been like 15, 16, I've told this story before on the pod but like essentially what I did was because I had knowledge of like you know how to be handy I went and from, from this I r- went to this i went to the hardware store and i bought like a like a ball peen hammer and a new lock set and i knocked out the locks in that new place and i just installed my own locks and since i knew it was going to slated for like construction and it was going to be there for a year i just lived there i literally just had keys to an abandoned <laughs> that was mine it was mine i had keys to it i can come and go as i please every now and then i go in there and all the shit that i had, like people had partied in there so i didn't care because like you know it's not mine but that's where I lived for a while there right but like that taught me that's a good that's like one of the good things that it taught me but that's probably all of them because one of the funniest things that used to happen to me on the on those websites and this kind of goes back into like skepticism YouTube is that like you would go and you would look at like here's the ingredients list for stuff if you want to do things and they would be like yeah for the low price of like $40,000 worth of you know (laughs) equipment that you would need before you can even do any of this stuff you can totally build this stuff in your backyard and it's like What? (laughs) Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you need a plasma cutter and an arc welder. Yeah, that's the only way you're gonna get any of this. That was always the funniest part about
2: some of this stuff. Because again, some of it, like, it's literally supposed to be like I was saying earlier, like squatting guides or shit like that. And it's like, you think some, 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 like homeless crust punks have six thousand dollars in power tools?
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. like there's no way you're doing it with hand tools. Like they're not showing you how to do any of this stuff with hand tools. No, they'll
2: be like, like, like okay, just get out, get out your belt sander, and get yeah. out your, uh, get out your pneumatic drill.
0: Orbital, yeah, uh, you need an orbital <laughs> sander. I feel like this is
1: all shit that was like on Slash B. With
0: it, de- like it definitely, yeah, it's definitely a fucking
1: picture of like troll face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. But like, there was a lot of links to like skepticism YouTube and skepticism YouTube. When I first got it, it was essentially like atheist YouTube, right? It was like
1: amazing atheist. I was gonna mention <laughs> this. Um, yes,
0: so the amazing a lot of atheist. It was like- It started out as like atheism content like you know like oh blah blah if that then you know checkmate you know god tards and stuff like it was like that right (laughs) and then eventually right eventually I forgot about that I don't know where it happened but at some point it just turned it, it turned into that to anyone that had any kind of like left leaning ideology whatsoever immediately there would be like a and this is like essentially it ramped up but essentially it was always things that like it was, stupid. it was wildly stupid things like, uh, oh, should we abolish prisons, which was like now is an actual serious conversation. Back then, if you said that you wanted to abolish prisons, you were a fucking lunatic. Like, everyone looked at you like you were insane. Well, I've been I saying can... that for a hot minute.
1: Yeah, We gave I... Mayor Michael Bloomberg a third term. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> like, in 2007. Yeah, yeah they... <laughs>
2: I'm not trying to sound like I'm trying to brag or anything, but just, like, I I, I was I was an abolished police person since about 10, 12 years ago, um, and it was, like, specifically because of this incident in North Carolina where the cops shot this deaf person, and it was, like, really mm. egregious, um, mm. and it was, just like, literally, like, the person could not hear the fucking police, mm. and the yeah. cops did not even consider that that might be a thing that someone might be going through, you know? Mm. Uh, and, and just shot this guy, and killed him. And uh, uh, it was a big deal at the time. Where I lived, it did not really make national news, though, um, mm-hmm. at, at, as much. And it was, like, just when, like, BLM was starting to kind of, like, pick up a bit. And so then I started mm-hmm. to, like, learn about um, BLM in Ferguson and places mm-hmm. like that and, like, why these movements were starting, how they were starting. And then I was like, okay, what do we do about this? And that's when I started to like read Angela Davis and be like, OK, we got to abolish the police. Um, yeah, I, and, and I can verify mm-hmm. that if you, in 2013 you were like abolish the police, everybody looked at you like you just fucking grew
0: a third arm out of your fucking face. Homie, I was in two, I was in 2005. I was 15 years old and I used to tell people that I hated the police and people would be like, you're fucking stupid, man. What the fuck? They're only here to pretend I'm like I hate them. And they're like why i mean my only beef with them literally listen i had never had any interaction with the police like up until i was like like 2006 so like 16. so i had no never once talked to a cop ever and i hated him because i don't like a motherfucker telling me what to do that was basically my entire (laughs) like reason for not liking them which is crazy to me that like from a political standpoint I've always been right because I just don't like people telling me what the fuck to do. Unless you can tell me that how, like, if you can tell me exactly how it's affecting the next person, right? If you can't, if you just say because I said so, fuck you, suck a dick, get out of here. I don't want. I have. I don't want to hear it. I don't. You're. Yeah. If you can't give me a valid reason for why some shit is, is the way that it is, and so everyone's always been like, oh, you're a libertarian. I'm like, no, that's fucking stupid, right? Like, I just. I want to know if you know, like. Why can't I just start growing vegetables on the side of the road? Like, if I start doing that, what is it? Like, am I going to kill native plants? Because if that's the case, I won't do it, right? Like, oh, yeah, no, that makes – that's total sense. Right. But if you tell me I can't do it because I don't own the property, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, shut up, dude. Right? Like, there's – no one's growing – there's no utility here. You could put some utility here. That's, like – essentially, that's always been my mindset. But those, those guys – those skepticism youtuber guys i'm talking about like 2005 i'm talking about like new youtube brand like mm-hmm. brand new YouTube, yeah i remember right? you know
2: exactly what you're talking about it. yeah yeah i yeah. remember i was i was in high school and I, yeah those
0: oh man i was man i was like in i was youtube was starting to come around right when i was in middle school i'm so old right? <laughs> like was like when middle end that, of like, middle school i can't even
1: tell you like the videos what the yeah. videos were like back then because they were just nothing
0: it was,
2: it yeah, it was, was a guy garbage. in his front like, room. Everybody
1: was just trying to figure it out.
2: The yeah, worst gu- shit would be popular that, like, you, people can't even imagine. Like, people, like, you you think you're, like, looking back on, like, the shit that we're talking about when you, like, see, like, really old shit like uh, Charlie the Unicorn or something like that. No, we're talking, first of all, older, and second of all, worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like the shit that we're talking about, it would literally just be, like, a guy talking to a camera and just saying some some of the dumbest shit you've ever heard. And you'd just be impressed with it just because it existed.
0: Yeah, my one of my favorite guys, and I didn't like understand why he was so funny to me, but he was very extremely funny to me, was this guy who would be on. And it would always start off, it was wild because I couldn't figure out where he was on the political spectrum. Because I couldn't figure out, I didn't have a good sarcasm gauge. And I, I still to this day don't really understand where he was at. But it would always be something like, can the should the president and should the united states be able to like tell you what to do which is like you know what i mean like that's that's kind of like oh that's right up my alley and then the next video would be like do women deserve rights and then you could and be like wait hold on and then the next video would be like like oh yeah uh, cops suck because they tell you what to do i'm like oh yeah hell yeah dude and the next one's like um you know like People, black people and brown people shouldn't exist. I'm like, wait, hold on, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of like wild. What the fuck are you talking about? Back in the day, conservatives hated the government. And we're kind of like getting back to that now. But like conservatives hated the government and like the left. I don't know. There was no left there or at least not in a serviceable yeah. way that makes sense right like no yeah gonna the d-
1: anti-war left got shut out and with that went like a lot of the best politics and then it became about vibes
2: yeah,
0: yeah that's when legitimately left yeah
1: became more about the american left specifically yeah. became just more about a vibe
0: mhm
2: which is why in, like in virtue signaling but also actual, it was like, like real politics it was peak liberalism too you got to think about it was like this is like uh, you know the end of history era Mm -hmm. where it's like the liberals optimism yeah the liberals Mm -hmm. basically felt like they had sort of won the game of societies to a large Mm -hmm. extent and that like they had nothing left to prove um Mm -hmm. and a lot of people just kind of like rode that wave to a large extent of like yeah you know like seems like we've kind of figured society out um Mm -hmm. and uh that was the we're gonna
1: figure how could you be so fucking
0: stupid (laughs) I used to love one of my one of the guys I used to watch on YouTube. I can't even rem- begin to remember his name, but he was something like Conservadad or something like something like that.
1: I actually I fell down I, that. I just want to say for the record, I uh, am completely with y'all. Okay, <laughs> I too was that like internet reactionary.
0: Well, no, I wasn't an internet I had reactionary. No
1: internet literacy. I just well, hated I was people. just like, I was also like falling down those YouTube trap holes too.
2: Yeah, yeah. My no, point. and for like my, I I didn't really quite fall into it, but I w- I'd like to tell some of this story because it, it, it will be ve- very relevant as we explain some of this. I might not Our tell it all right this second, but, but I was, like, very steeped in that kind of internet culture, and I watched the divide happen where it was like some of us were kind of like, huh, maybe society is not so good. Maybe we should think about this more. And then there were other people that were like, Women, we gave them too much. We gave them too much. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta give them less. We can We gotta put I'm, women in their place. And it was like kind of, these two camps. And it was like we used to just all play Halo together. What's going on?
0: <laughs> I, I have always been, and I still am, and this is really what it boils down to. I have always been so toxically masculine that. Yep. I just kind of end up like being on the right side, if that makes any sense. Right. Like I for me, my my deal was and this is like where I've always felt about, like, especially like my Internet, like the conservative guy. Right. Like I like the conservative guy because he was anti-war. He was a conservative Republican anti-war guy that was on YouTube. And his reasoning was just straight racism. Was that, like, which was crazy to me? Because he's like, yeah, I think the war is a waste of time and effort. Like there, there are backwards people, and we don't need to bring them democracy. We actually need to figure out shit here, and that's crazy to me. Because I was like, dude, what? Right? Like, why do I agree with you, man? Right? Like, what do you? I don't agree with that last part, but I don't think the war is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying to like grapple with those big ideas as a like, you know, I'm. 2004 was when the war in Iraq started. I was anti-war. I was anti-war the entire time. I never Amen. once like was like pro-war. I was an like, eater we gotta do this. Oh, oh dude, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, legit, <laughs> one day
2: I will find this just to prove it to the fucking internet because everybody always wants proof of this shit. But like, there is a picture of me in the paper protesting the Iraq war when I was 11 years old. You can Yo, come at me.
0: In 2005, when i when I was 15, I led a march, like for immigration, and I remember like doing it and like people being like why do you care you're not an immigrant and i was like what like why don't you care like that's you don't you have to be a thing to care about it like that's fucking crazy to me that mindset was crazy to me right because like in my brain i just saw like people need some help and they're like yeah we I, just need to help people like that's it that and seems so if,
2: fucking obvious i, I... <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like it lie, was even crazy like
1: this era of youtube and internet politics is definitely like the only thing I really remember of it, other than coming across like really weird websites talking about how like it's a government plot to ban ban weed because hemp is so good to use I really, for like I love clothing, it, yeah. hemp is everything, paper, yeah, clothing, everything. It is itchy as shit. They're lying <laughs> to
0: you. They are straight fucking but, lying like, to you.
1: When we talk about like YouTube back then, like literally, all I've got for you from back then is like angry video game nerd. From, mm-hmm. like, 2005 to 06 era, like, for me, that was, like, peak, like, the beginnings of, like, the angry video game nerd, which translates mm-hmm. to Gamergate later on. And then, like, mm-hmm. all of the the offs of that, of those people, like, what that brought on, right? Yeah, so, like, the irate gamer. You mm-hmm. had, like, um, I think Amazing Atheist also kind of, like, went off of that mm-hmm. sort of vibe. Um,
0: so, hey. I was in the, uh, <laughs> I was in the, uh, w- one of the things... Like I guess why I was trying to tie it to Gamergate is because I didn't have the game literacy because I wasn't really not that I didn't play video games, I did I don't know why, but my in my brain the internet didn't exist for games. It didn't exist for that's wild. entertainment that, that's, it didn't exist for entertainment to me. The internet was a tool. It, like the way that I saw the internet and you have to like understand I didn't get the internet until I was like 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 I didn't get it steadily until I was 17. But I didn't like every time I would get on the Internet, it was like at a library for like maybe one to two to three hours at a time and it was i mean i was addicted i was going every day but like regardless i was on the internet to learn something because i was like if i'm gonna be here i gotta i gotta put something that i can learn right so that's kind of like why i ended up in RottenEggs.com and like all kinds (laughs) of these like fucking terrorists like you know terror like fbi terror plot idea places right like that's literally why i ended up there because i was trying to learn stuff and my youtube literacy came from clicking links that went from videos from guys like oh yeah i have a video explaining that from there and i would just That's so wild. like so i never i never like came across like you know the what is it the angry gamer nerd or whatever like i never came across any of that shit at, Got you. like so i don't have the literacy but i know the vibe because i was there do you know what i'm saying like i was yeah. there i would you i was watching chain, videos shift yeah I, wa- I was watching videos with like dudes that were like at you know that would have, like, maybe six or seven views. And if you go back, probably only have, like, you know, maybe 10 or 11 now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. the kind of, like, long, sh- like, really crazy deep also, web shit.
1: back then, anything could make the front page. For everyone's that's, context, literally 2005, 2006 YouTube, everything could make the front page. It didn't matter oh. if it had swear words. It didn't matter if it had adult content in it. Anything also it didn't matter if it page. was
2: fucking nuts. Let's let's yeah. let's be real about cuz like I feel like now it's like what's on the front page of YouTube it's like highly manicured like it's basically TV, right? Like like mm-hmm. like the, the stuff that's at the top of YouTube is like TV. And then it's you political. go down and you can find like creators doing like
0: like actual YouTube stuff. But like it's most, political, but Yeah, so, okay, so go it's, ahead. it's it's political, but not in the way it's not it's political, but it's not mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with politics. It's political in that like the algorithm chooses who goes to the top. And then beyond that, right? Like it's curated. So like it's both, right? Like, so they'll never have like, I don't know, for lack of me, they'll never have a guy like me on, on, you know, on YouTube's front page unless they're doing a hit piece on me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They'll never, it doesn't matter how like, you know, you know, if I was crazy and I, you know, did something crazy, and I like got enough att- media attention. They would never like promote even, the message of like actually, you should just be free. You even know what I'm saying? If you were like,
2: like on YouTube recording videos every day and they were getting like a hundred thousand views, you wouldn't be on the front page. Just to be yeah, clear exactly. about like how like it's extremely competitive, and like there's like th- like it's not necessarily that like you couldn't have a voice on that platform, period, but would you ever be on the front page? No. Would I ever be on the front page? No, probably not. You know? Yeah. Uh, but in 2005, you could get on YouTube and on the on the very front page of YouTube, it would be like uh, the pyramids were used to generate electricity. <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's the proof. And it's like a 37 minute long video of a guy in a fucking tweed jacket, smoking a tobacco pipe, making horrible sounds on a chalkboard and like like that would be on the front page of youtube saying
0: some wildly racist shit about yeah saying really racist
1: (laughs) there was actually like a huge controversy because youtube had uh obviously we know that youtube got bought out by google i think like what 2007 um Mm -hmm. but there was a huge shift in youtube content around the 0607 era around the google buyout but not only that um Around just not having front page content with curses in it. That was like a big thing, and the front page actually was filled for a brief moment in time. The front page was filled with like outrage from the YouTube mm. community back then. Of like yeah, everybody I had, you just just being like, "Fuck off!" You like, just we flash finally in my have mind. our platform where we could just do whatever the fuck we want, and whatever lands remem- on the front page is whatever lands on the front page.
0: I remember um, a guy that was literally like a t- like he went on a, he went on a like 15 day like tirade, essentially like just heated about that merger until you like unlock the memory of me and I remember his I remember because his name was Gadolf bitler and that was, <laughs> and that's that was his YouTube handle and that was like and he like yeah ah, that, would that fly was fly in 2005 yeah it was and no it was problem. like he would talk about like they're trying to censor people like me bringing you the truth and it's like (laughs) what (laughs) but that was the kind of stuff honestly when i say that stuff out loud it starts making more sense that i'm comedy over anything else because like if you read in like the way that i saw any of that stuff is none of it could could possibly be taken seriously. that's
2: okay thank you i'm glad that we're talking about that because that's also an issue that i had when i was inundated with that stuff as a teenager is i was like yeah this stuff is like i don't agree with a lot of these kinds of jokes this is kind of cringe i wouldn't make that kind of joke but it's also nobody could possibly be taking this seriously right like no one is taking it no one is actually a nazi actually no grab that's the problem we thought no one was taking (laughs) it seriously but there were like hundreds of thousands of like 16 year old white boys that were like actually buying fucking ss fucking (laughs) flags and shit as a bit, uh, as a, joke, as, as and a, then a bit, like, yeah, as a <laughs> bit. Here's the problem when it's like, eventually, if if all you do is a bit, then that is your personality, and that's yeah. we're gonna get probably more into that as we get into this. But like that was like the, the one of the critical issues that started to emerge here was you had these these young, mostly white, or uh, at least like cis, for the most part, men. And, like, straight men um, uh, who were, like, online, um, hated women, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, they were just doing, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit, I hate women is a bit, and then yeah. it's like, okay, you've done nothing but this quote-unquote bit for three years.
0: Yeah. It's I no remember longer
2: the
1: uh, amazing atheist video. Probably one of the ones that's like most convincingly edited was about like men's rights compared to women's rights. Um, and how like men's rights uh, conferences were getting like stormed by uh the pink haired feminists. Remember that image, the stereotypical image of the the, the feminist, well, the ble- angry feminist woman. It's yeah,
0: blue haired now. It's it's yeah. hair so the way like, like that that's what like these culture wars don't change the the players like the games themselves don't change but the players change yeah right it's, it's pronouns and colored hair right which is the new emergent
2: back like, then it was thing. pink hair and social justice warriors
0: hair. yeah it was SJWs yeah. SJWs
2: that's that. really where it starts and I admit even that I was like mildly enthralled by some of that shit at first where people would be like Oh, the SJWs. And then they post some shit that actually is ridiculous. Like, we've all seen, like, the, the really nuts Tumblr posts that make, so like, leftism or queer culture look really bonkers. I, and then it's I like to half get... the time it turns out those Tumblr posts were written by right-wing people trying to discredit us anyway. <laughs> I used to get,
0: I used to get in oh, so much trouble. Oh, and they end trouble. up on
1: like r slash Tumblr cringe or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just a big feedback loop.
0: <clears throat> I used to get in trouble all the time. Like when I used to, it's like I used to try to organize and shit. Like for real, when I was like nineteen, eighteen, and like the clicks that I would end up in, right, would eventually be like, for the lack of a better term, because it didn't exist, there was nothing really that like existed at the time. But they were SJWs. And I used to get mad when they would lose their minds about shit, and I would be like, "Do you guys know what CoinTel Pro is, right?" And they would be like, "No, what is that?" And I was like, "I can't fuck with you guys. I'm sorry. I got to get out of here. (laughs) Right? Like, there's (laughs) there's no way we can have this conversation because no matter if I, the the common like, and I was trying to explain to them like vox populi, which is like one of those things where, the language does change for people like how people see things and how they speak." does change and it is a slow and labor like laborious process and you can influence it by correcting people but you can't force it on people because then you'll get react because there's always gonna be reactionaries right you could just be better you could yeah. just literally say well I understand that that's how you want to talk about stuff I, I don't want to talk like that so I'm gonna change the way that I speak it's you know we still speak the same language but you know where are we just approach things differently when you're approaching shit like that you were able to like have conversations with people because some people just get they just get shit ingrati- ingratiated in their brains. And it is what it is. You just can't fucking fix it. You Can't do anything about it. Right. And so, like, I remember back then when I would try to organize every now and then I would find myself knee deep in some shit that was caused by like some real like deeply embedded Cointel Pro type like <laughs> like grievances you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yep. is this a real grievance is this real like are you actually mad at each other for a real reason or is it you guys just don't agree on the way that uh, you know something was said right because if that's the case we can move past that and you wouldn't like that that knowledge of what Pro was came to me from those fucking dudes <laughs> online that were like conservative and anti-government and hated the government and they were like yeah we actually hate the black panthers but we actually understand that, you know, the government destroyed them, and here's how they did it. Yeah. Right? Like, we're like yeah. the government shouldn't be able to do that. It was crazy to me that, like, they had that... I don't know how to explain it, but they were woke in a weird fucking way. In an extremely weird way, they were woke because they were wildly racist. They did not... Uh, like, they were mostly atheist. They did not fucking appreciate, like, the David Koresh compound and, and like, Ruby Ridge and any of that shit. They hated all that stuff. But... They, they could see that the bad guy was the government and even though those people were doing shit that they didn't agree with they were like no the bad guy is the government and that's kind of where I've always that's yeah. like where I've <laughs> always been is the bad guy is the government like it doesn't matter what you're doing the yeah. bad guy is the government right?
1: and you like, know where that energy translated to it <laughs> it translated to Ron Paul 2008
2: <laughs> baby that's really where this needs Let's to start go! actually you know we were gonna start this with the bronies but it actually needs to start with Ron Paul 2008 we love Lucian, baby revolution <laughs> um so so we're starting to kind of we've we've done this very messily but we're starting to kind of set up a picture here okay so you have this this early era of sort of the modern internet right Um, where like the, the modern internet is starting to form. This is no longer like the internet of the nineties where like we're satisfied with just like being able to send like a, a, a chat message and it like takes like 10 minutes to get there. And wow, it only took 10 minutes to get there. That's fucking amazing. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) uh, you know, now we're in like, we're starting to break into this modern era of the internet where people are able to interact like more easily, faster, you're able to do more stuff Uh, you know you're able to have like 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 real time voice communication is starting to be a thing you know playing video games together is like real it's not just something that you can only do if you're like having a LAN party or if you have like an amazing computer and you live in Seattle like Mm -hmm. all this stuff is happening and so like people are like way more online and there's all this culture forming online but within that so again, we're not taking this seriously at the time, all of us. We admit it. We're all thinking no one could, no one could possibly be trying to bring back Nazism mm-hmm. in 2008. Come on, um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but some of these people were actually taking that stuff seriously. So, so you have this disaffected group of young, mostly white, cis straight men. I should say mostly white and mostly straight and entirely cis. This is my opinion <laughs> on who we're so, looking at. Um, and, and, and these folks are finding ways to connect with each other around these topics.
0: And they're not thinking that this is a joke. I found this community, like how I found this community, that, that community of dudes was through My Little Pony stuff. Right? Bronies. right and I, I had no interest in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic I still don't right like I to me the brony thing just I didn't understand it like I it, I think like I was it was just like the zeitgeist was not for me you know what I'm saying like this moment that I had set like that had been being set up just wasn't something and it boils down to me like just being steeped in toxic masculinity to me i was like that's a girl show (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that that like dude what the fuck man that's a girl i would never watch a girl show and i don't know why but but that was it saved me honestly because what would happen was i I didn't
1: fucking get it either i (laughs) I was of the mindset of just being like whatever y'all
0: yeah to me (laughs) To me, I was like, like literally at the time, I was, I was like openly bisexual, and people like, I, people would be like, oh, wait, like you know, you're afraid to be gay? And I'm like, no, dude, I'll fucking suck you off right now. It's what are you talk? What are you talking about? Like, it's just a girl show. It's for, it's there's a. A feminine aspect to it that I don't understand and I don't want to. Like, it's You can not be toxically
2: masculine and gay as hell. And if people don't <laughs> yeah, know that... this, they just haven't met the right
0: person yet. Okay. Because yeah, no, those people are
2: out there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm one of them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but like, it was just crazy to me like that. I, I just couldn't understand it. I literally yeah. couldn't figure it out. And so many, at the time, so many people that I know were like getting way into it.
2: Yeah. And, I and it identified, was really crucial to that internet culture of dudes that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, because these dudes, there was two types well, of dudes that liked this kind of stuff, right? And one of them was like, one of them was about subverting the expectation. It was like, you can't, I know I'm not supposed to like this show, right? But I, I like it because I'm not supposed to like it. And those were the guys that turned into like this weird alt-right figure. In my like that, those guys mostly were, yeah, yeah. Where the other side of that was like, no, I actually do like feel, like I want to connect to the feminine in a way that, it, it, that I can express in a healthy way. Yeah. And those guys, usually those guys, those guys are not guys anymore. Right. right? Like, <laughs> those those guys found something really like inside themselves and like created a really beautiful community. And those people, like I go back, I still have friends from from that time that are like but most you know, of them most don't of them, relate mid like yeah, they don't
2: yeah yeah and it's because they're, in part it's just so like it's so tainted that they're just like they don't want to yeah you know they, mess with they, it it's it's very sad in a way um but I want to actually take this one step back further for just a second mm-hmm. and just kind of talk about okay so when internet culture was kind of like forming In terms of basically in the very earliest days of the internet it's just like fbi agents and their friends (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking slightly but you know it's like it started as like basically a government project that was primarily being used by like the military and law enforcement and stuff like that um and then it starts to branch out from there and it's being used by like scientists and college professors and shit like that and so basically in the earliest days the, the Internet is just, like, white dudes that are past 50 almost exclusively. <laughs> yeah, literally, yes. Um, uh, so over time, that starts to change, and, like, more and more people start to get online, and, like, this sort of early Internet culture starts to form that's broader than that a little bit. Still, again, like we said, it's mostly the dudes, and we're going to focus on the dudes a lot while we're talking about this shit. But it's starting to get a little broader. It's starting to get a little more complex. Um, mm-hmm. And it's at the very least getting younger a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, as that culture was forming, like, there was, like, a very innocent time to it that's, like, a little before this era that we're talking about. And I think it's really crucial to emphasize that because that innocence is part of what allows this to happen. Everyone, A lot of people had this naivete towards all of the Internet because, like rolling back just a little further to, like, 2003, 2004, like, the AOL Messenger, like, era. Mm -hmm. uh, It was just, like, the Internet was just, like, this completely unknown place of discovery that could be Mm -hmm. anything for anyone to some extent. And it really didn't have a lot of, like, an expectation around it as much of, like, what you were going to do, what you were going to be like, per Mm se. But then that starts to shift and it's like that innocence gets replaced with this sense of, no, the internet's for the boys.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really critical to all of this. The internet really... I was trying to explain to somebody that the internet shifted at some point because it back back like early internet when i remember the internet it was a lot of it was like liberation there was a lot of like liberation politics on the internet a lot of it was like weird it was always like yeah we should liberate oppressed peoples and they're like yeah yeah cool then like and also kids shouldn't have a bedtime you're like yeah cool and uh and uh you know an age of consent you're like "Eh, i don't know about that last one right (laughs) like it was always kind of like (laughs) that there was a lot of literally yeah it was it was kind of wild to me because i would be like "Eh, i agree with everything except for that last part that last part we got to do something about that, dude. Uh, but I think that, like, one of the things that changed is that it turned into a marketing tool, right? And that's what it is now. And it happened around 2008. It happened with the, the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. It, the, I, I feel like the show, the showrunners, the owners of the, you know, the company that owned that show, and, and they realized they had a marketing opportunity that most other girls' shows didn't have, Right. And so they started pumping out more merchandise. They started essentially a, like creating a community yeah. within them.
2: So this is and that this is okay. 2010. Just to be clear, is when the first mm-hmm. episode of My Little Pony airs, and that's right mm-hmm. when internet marketing is really starting to get creative. That's the that's the alternate reality game era. Yeah, and shit like that. You know, we're like 2008. Yeah, they're really trying to like market to to everybody who's online in these interesting ways. And sell more products and stuff like that. Um, I mean, this is where, like,
0: Funko Pops come from, basically, and stuff like that, well, you know? The integration for me, the shows, the, like, the two things that, like, really capture my mind around this time that kind of feed into 2010 was, like, Spike TV, right? Which was, like, a, a network for men, but it heavily relied on, like, internet stuff, right? So, like, that kind of colonized the space for men, created something for men. And then the second thing that I remember is G4, which is the gamer channel. Do you remember the gamer channel on on, like it was a it was a whole like I don't know how to explain it. It was a whole network based around like gaming news and gamer stuff. And those two things were essentially heavily male centric, but they were also heavily marketed like they like they were constantly bridging the gap between like regular mainstream media and the Internet. Which, like, at the time, it was two divergent things. There was the media, there's the stuff that you watched on TV, and then there's the internet. And there was very little crossover between the two of them. The only crossovers that would happen would be like, yo, you catch that new, that Star Trek that just came out yesterday? Or do you see that, that new anime that just dropped a few days ago? And you would talk about it. And so, like, the media would essentially take place on, you know, the regular media channel. Would eventually make its way to the internet and you would have communities built around these like central hubs g4 and spike tv and, and like in 2008 there's a few other ones kind of took that that like they bridged it they said now you don't have to necessarily see the show to to get in on the jokes you could just straight go to the website you could spend all yeah, day G4TV there. Yeah, tvcom Yeah, you can go there all day, watch TV, watch the show. Like you can, you know, see clips from these shows. You can, you know, you can talk to Olivia Munn and harass her, right? <laughs> like you could, whatever you wanted <laughs> to do. Essentially, it was it was built for that kind of stuff, and like that, that is like where I saw it, like kind of turning into this really scary, dangerous thing, was right around when I started becoming aware of the My Little Pony stuff. Because yeah. I was like, whoa, there's something weird going on here. And I couldn't really figure it out at the time because I wasn't as media literate as I am now.
1: Yeah, See, I,
2: I wasn't even... I'm as... coming
1: at this from a completely different angle. Because when we're talking 20 2010, I remember this really starting to pop off, but I think 2011 is when I think it all started culminating into the Gamergate, Anita Sarkeesian era. Because... It's really 2014. Games journalism. That was 2014 in Anita Sarkeesian? Yeah. Okay. So I gotta say the the three I would say the four years, but when we jump from 2010 to 2014, within those years, games journalism, quote unquote games journalism, was fucking garbage. Absolute ass. Mm. Like Think about the games back in that era. Every single time a Call of Duty came out, it was a 10 out of 10 game. Oh yeah. Like if you just if you had a game with a huge amount of budget, you were guaranteed a high review scores from like all major publications almost mm-hmm. all the time. Very well, rarely was that trend ever bucked.
0: It was heavily it was heavily marketed. That was it was a marketing based thing, right? It was these they bought. It was payola. It's how the radio works. Yeah. Right. Like we're uh, okay. we're buying ad time and space on your on your platform you have to give us a good rating right like that's essentially what that that's how that works
2: i'm glad you did the radio because something that's crucial to all this is that gamers especially then but still now are too fucking precious about gaming and think that gaming is somehow this beautiful delicate art form that is different from other art forms and needs to be preserved and cherished and all this fucking bullshit. And it's like, for me, I was... Before I even, like, gave a shit as much about video games as I do now, honestly, I was a music head. I was big time into music in high school. I didn't play a ton of video games in high school, but I was all about new albums and stuff like that. And if you were into music at that era, you knew that music journalism was the most corrupt thing that had ever existed on the face of the earth. And so when, when, when people were like, gaming journalism is corrupt! I was just like, <laughs> yeah, dog. Have, you, have yeah. you never interacted with review media before? <laughs> I,
1: but I it's think so the f- difference is, is that being an indie hipster about music is popular. <laughs> being an indie hipster about video games was never popular i would say literally never popular until like maybe covid pandemic era (laughs) and like yeah like that's it like now now we're in like the height of like holy shit dude the indie game scene It's fucking amazing, dog. (laughs) And, like, it's got, like, huge amounts of exposure. Still not as much exposure as it needs, in my opinion. But there's a lot of tools to discover indie games. For indie music, I look at my local acts, especially around Mm. the early era, and I go, oh, I'll just go check them out. If I like it, I like it. I pick up their CDs and shit like that. You can't just go to, like, some indie game developer's garage to go play their game. Uh, and, and be able to write about it and expect people to know about it, I think it's like a I, huge I thing. I can,
0: because I live in the Silicon Valley. I literally could do that.
1: I, <laughs> well, I like, word of, that's of that's mouth what, music yeah. is so important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that goes, I think, back in, like, in those days, I think, especially for music journalism, that was huge.
2: Totally. No, I totally agree with you to a large extent, but what I would say is that at the top level, though, it's exactly the same in terms yeah, of yeah. your local indie band isn't getting an article in Rolling Stone Any more so than your local indie game is getting an article. In fact, your local at this point now your local indie game is more likely to get that article in IGN than your local indie band is to get that art. So it's even come further, and yet gamers still act like their art form that they love is barely going to survive. It is this precious, fragile thing that could fall apart at any moment and be taken away from anyone. And it's like video games are the biggest industry of entertainment in the world now.
1: We're, yeah. we're going to have like a court meeting about this <laughs> <laughs> because context is everything. And if you even remember like 2013, 2014, which was like early, what is it like Xbox One was coming out and like the PlayStation mm-hmm. four was coming out. And like the press conference for Microsoft was like, turn your Xbox into a, a, a TVR setup, <laughs> like games. I remember that, yeah, yeah, it could do that. But also, like, have you seen e- like uh, ESPN on Xbox? <laughs> like, it was like over. Like we were like everyone, like the industry at large was moving. It was a huge push towards mobile, and like console mm-hmm. gaming was like being left in the dirt. And for the large Mm -hmm. part, now it is, but people are kind of seeing the light as, like, mobile games just being ways of extracting money from your wallet as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. But, like, people were sounding the fucking alarms on this shit and being, like, big-ass crybabies about it back in, like, 2010 to 2014 because everybody was being, like, I don't know what's happening to my video games, but they're suddenly becoming huge, like, financial predators to me. And, like, the littlest instance of that, you would see, like, a YouTube video with, like, a bunch of thousand reviews of an angry white man with a fucking (laughs) thumbnail and shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that journal, like, the fact that I just don't trust journalism purely came from my being on terrorism, like, you know like terror cell plot internet <laughs> really early on because it i've always not trusted any kind of journalism re- regardless if it was music regardless if it was video game journalism but i remember like hearing about like this is about honesty in video game journalism and i remember being like dog name an honest journalist <laughs> like they don't ex- they don't exist big dog it's money the whole thing it's money all the way fucking down yeah it's money all the way someone up someone
1: like jim sterling but then like like yeah. i like jim sterling Don't get me wrong. But then he's immediately like a free Hong Kong. Like he's like like a radical liberal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like even when your politics are somewhat good, just how could they – can they possibly get when you're literally Mm -hmm. framing like 90% of what you do into video games? Like a a product that is meant to make money, like Mm -hmm. to sustain itself – it needs to make money. You know? The most
0: the most honest video game journalist that I trust for real is video game Dunky. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he's, Yeah. I, I right, he's that. the only one. Yeah, he's the only one. And the thing about Dunky too is that I know that Dunkey likes platformers and I'm not a big platformer guy. Yeah, he so doesn't like he you, RPGs. Yeah. I like RPGs. Yeah. yeah. If he's like ten out of ten game, I'm like, ah it's a great insult on that one motherfucker. Right, right. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Right. It's probably but like he a he is probably right like in saying six. that like most
1: games are like Below four out of tens, and like
0: very, oh, yeah, games <laughs> yeah, absolutely worth playing. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, he's he's good. Like that's why, but that's what I mean is that he's hyper opinionated, and but the thing about him is that like you can easily read his opinions, and that's what I like about like I like a journalist that is like that. I can't stand journalists that are like I'm just trying to report the truth and blah blah blah, and like it it just. It, it makes me crazy because I know about the history of Mexico and like in the 1990s like 98 from like from like 99 to like or actually from like 94 to 98 straight up any Mexican journalist that reported the truth was just executed and you would think that like after the fourth or fifth they would stop reporting the truth but like it took fucking over 400 journalists before they decided that like uh, you know maybe I don't want to report on this shit anymore which is crazy to me to think about it right like because that's that's integrity that's real shit that's you know what I'm saying like I, I'm i not willing to fucking die over some shit like that like no nah, I'm good if tomorrow if someone like pointed a gun to my face be like you got to stop doing the ain't shit show I'd be like just when like, just, like I got one intention should, should I drop it or what's going on you know what I mean like what do you want like you know can I do another show you want me to say something different you know what I'm saying like I got no fucking integrity on that like I want to live dude I don't know what you're talking about so I don't know I to me though that like there.
2: Yeah, It it's hype- is, oh, to okay. me, I will I might agree draw with the Kennedy though, that they're
1: like huge crybabies about uh, a, a, a product of capitalism and uh, mm-hmm. I will say that it's kind of like proto-cancel culture like how we treat cancel culture now we're like seven years deep into that coin term but it really was mm-hmm. like proto-cancel culture where it was just like immediately, like as soon as like elders fucking bethesda puts in horse armor as a paid Mm -hmm. dlc option when you can mod this shit in for free angry white man Mm -hmm. face over fucking thumbnail (laughs) red dude like that's like 2017. you know what's funny
2: is like the 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 dudes the internet white dudes that we're talking about They loved cancel culture until it was turned on them. They invented (laughs) cancel culture. These motherfuckers literally created cancel culture with their fucking angry YouTube fucking thumbnails yelling about SJWs and shit like that. That's cancel culture. Like, that's literally cancel. You're trying to get people canceled, you know, and stuff like that. Like, Gamergate was cancel culture. And then cancel culture turned around uh, because, like, you know, it just so happens that, like, there's some groups of folks like, uh, for instance, black people are really good at Twitter and mm-hmm.
0: uh, 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 turn I feel it around. That and feels th- racist, oh. but I li- I'll, allow oh. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Right. You got to
2: allow that. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It's just <laughs> true. Um, like, uh, uh, especially like at that era. Right. Like black mm-hmm. people dominated Twitter for a while.
0: Yeah. No, like, there was. It's, like, I mean, like, it's one of those things.
2: With, I think. like every all the all the popular memes they were coming from black creators and a lot of them don't get the credit now so it might sound a little racist to make to make it kind of like sound like (laughs) a joke like that (laughs) but but actually i do (laughs) want to also clarify that like there are folks that need credit you know and stuff like that vine
0: vine was destroyed
1: the game too
0: yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. vine was destroyed vine was destroyed by that kind of mentality of like you know hey we're actually like we're we're content creators like a lot of a lot of Vine was popularized by like black, un- like younger black content creators. That when they decided, hey, we should get paid for this because you guys are paying, getting paid on YouTube, yeah, and we're doing the same kind of thing. And then Twitter was just like, hey, yeah, we don't, yeah, we're shutting this shit down. We're we're shut, down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rather yeah, than fuck anyone, we'll just yeah. stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, how about and that? So,
2: and so it's like, okay, okay, so you have, so cancel culture is literally invented by like white dudes on the internet. And then, okay, so, like, other people can use the internet and are good at it sometimes, too. Uh, And so, like, queer folks and non-white folks and people like that started, like, using cancel culture and doing that shit on the internet. And then it became, oh, cancel culture sucks. We got to put a stop to this. You loved cancel culture in 2014. (laughs) All you motherfuckers.
1: I will say, um, just to tie all of this in together and give a more generalized image on the gaming front. Um, So, y'all, we've talked about content creation for YouTube and clickbaitiness and stuff like that, but it's also kind of a tale of class warfare, and you gotta think, right, like, video games cost a lot of money to develop. Indie video games, um, like, the game engines that run them, we're talking, like, basic shit, alright? There was no Unity, there was no free Unreal Engine developer license There was no being able to publish your indie game on PSN, Nintendo Switch, and all this other stuff, or Steam. There was none of that stuff. Steam curated games that went into their marketplace up until, like, I think sometime in early 2010s. um, Maybe mid, Mm -hmm. actually. Um, The game, uh, Unity wasn't in any... Like, Unity was in its infancy, still being developed. So, like, realistically... If you were a content creator on the gaming side, what did you have to talk about? All you had to talk about was whatever reviews was going on, whatever games were releasing that were big enough to get you the clicks, and then or you'd scour the internet for some obscure game and hope that you get enough clicks off that to like warrant you making the video off of it, right? Or some like obscure video game lore fact. Like, remember Yuri of Wind? Like, before people were talking about, like, this is the secret cut content of, like, Ocarina of Time. Like, Yuri of Wind was doing that shit with, like, horrible mic quality and, like, making, like, 14-minute outros to his videos because fuck you, that's why. I believe he actually (laughs) said that as his reasoning. Like, gaming YouTube in general at that time, sure, you had the Let's Players, which which really wasn't really didn't take off, I think, until 2013, with, like, Game Grumps and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, like, to find content to make about games was really hard, so what did you start talking about? You started talking about gaming culture, if you really wanted to get lowbrow with it, and then you go, yeah. oh, well, uh, then you have, like, crazy shit, right? Like, uh, that one Angry angrygamer.com or whatever, that guy's been doing it for, for fucking ever, But it's just, like, you start talking Mm -hmm. about, like, do women belong in the FGC? Like, (laughs) just, like, (laughs) stupid shit. Culture war shit. Well, I think, like... And to get your website popular, like, let's say if you ran... Like, the big thing back in the 2010s was, like, for indie game journalists was, like, I'm gonna make a website with my friends or by myself and... Fucking rival IGN and rival GameSpot and rival all of these other websites. <laughs> and I'm gonna be the truth to video games and like all this. <laughs> like, this game is actually shit. This game's actually good. Like, that was a lot of it. So, how did you get SEO? Like, if you weren't going to the YouTube route and you were doing like the website route instead, right? Because you wanted to be independent or something, like, you had to get those clicks. And first of all, Mm -hmm. nobody cares about written content, really. Like twenty tens is the decade of when people just hate fucking reading. They just Mm -hmm. they just hate reading. Like Yeah, it's it's
2: over for bloggers. Like like if you if
1: you wrote like anything more than five paragraphs, good luck getting anyone on the internet mm -hmm. to read your shit. So then immediately you go, well, like, all right, I have to implement YouTube in some way, shape, or form. But if you wanted to get the clicks to your website to get the press passes, to get into places like New York Comic Con or CES or any of that other shit, you had to, like, figure out ways to get people to click onto your site. So that was, like, posting on Facebook, sharing on your wall, sharing it on Twitter, sharing it on Reddit. Um, But namely, to do all that stuff without getting, like, shadow band or something like that to that degree you had to go on websites like n4g.com and i'm Mm -hmm. gonna i'm not gonna blame all of this on n4g.com i'm not gonna even blame like half of this on n4g.com i will say though that there is a considerable percentage of feedback loops that happen on n4g.com where like you basically you're a games website right you're you run a games website you want to get clicks on your website right and you want other you want other gamers to see your gaming website so you go on n4g.com you make an account you submit your article on there with a link to your website it'll preview it'll do like a thumbnail preview and everything right and depending on how many clicks your article gets um you your article will raise to the front page of that website and that website was really popular back then um especially for the gaming demographic i mean that website alone has helped me get into new york comic-con for free has helped me get into ces for free um like and i'm talking like press pass Mm -hmm. you know like i was able to like go up to people be like i have a press pass can i try your game out record an interview like all this other stuff like i was getting major clicks and like, mm-hmm. but the thing was, was that if you didn't feed into that culture war shit, and I did a little bit, I will 100% admit to like feeding into that. I don't, I wouldn't say I fed into it a lot, but I did feed into it a little bit with the sensationalism in the headlines, especially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, well, because it's so, so when you, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta, go into like stuff that isn't just, oh, The developers released these screenshots of this video game. Like, one of them is like Blood Bowl 2. I got a Blood Bowl 2 email, and it was just like, We're showing off the grass in our game. (laughs) And, like, you're just like, Fuck it. It's something to post today. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, something
0: to post about. Yeah. Like,
1: you were starving for content. So, like, you really didn't have much to post. You didn't have the Steam Discovery tools. The game develop- the indie game developers back then didn't have as great of tools as they do now so you just have this cauldron of just like people trying to make money on the internet by any means necessary so you, you're starting to it'd do it'd be so funny, you're starting to feed into the, so the f- clicks, you're starting to get into the sensationalism and so you're getting into that culture war shit and it just became a fucking breeding ground and then,
0: it'd be so funny to find out you have a history of being like, do are, can Albanians game? Right. Uh,
1: I definitely was, I definitely was uh, a bit of a chauvin. I definitely was a bit of a chauvinist when it came to the fighting game community. I will hell, say that.
0: Hell um, yeah! Dude. It to be um,
1: that rock.